What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Always appreciate it. Um, I find that I say that sentence over and over again every time I start these, and I'm doing, I'm recording right now the 119th or 120th episode, and I still just kind of say it at a habit, but I never know how to start these things, which is kind of weird. Um, when I was in school, I actually was the same way when it came to like writing uh, essays and stuff like that, like in high school or even just elementary school, grade, whenever you start writing. Uh, I never knew how to start things. And uh, funny story is my my teacher used to tell my mom, because like I, I think when I was like in third grade or fourth grade, probably third grade, I would, she would give an assignment and like everyone else would start, you know, just working on it. And I would sit there for a long time and like not doing anything. And at first she used to think that I was like, just like fucking off. <laughs> and, um, but then she would see that I would just be thinking about how I wanted to start instead of just getting started. And then I would do it and I would inevitably always get like a good grade. I got pretty good grades in school. And uh, so she told my mom about that. I remember my mom telling me about that like when I was older that because uh, I anytime like I want to do something, I always like overthink it in the beginning. Uh, and I never know how to get started. And the teacher at the time noticed this, waited, you know, to see what happened and saw that it wasn't just me procrastinating, that I was actually like, putting thought into something. And then once I got started, I would do a really good job. The funny thing is, is the whole time I was sitting there thinking about how to start, I was comparing myself to everyone else in the class and thinking, how are they all getting started? Like, I don't even know what to do. And I would get like, I would be getting so anxious and like, um, insecure that I couldn't just start and everyone else was just starting and I didn't know what to do and it would frustrate the shit out of me and so up until I started the the thing it's not like I was sitting there like with my uh fist under my chin just like hmm let me put a lot of thought into this and uh make sure I give this my best effort. I was literally just like, I don't know how to start this. I feel so stupid. All the other kids are starting right away. You know, why is this taking me so long? I can't, I can't think of what to do. But then all of this to say, I would inevitably get a good grade on the thing. So the outcome was still ideal, even though I was sitting there the whole time overthinking, comparing myself to everyone. From an outsider, from the teacher, she was looking at me going, oh, Adam's taking a while to start, but he always does a good job, so I'm not going to interrupt his process of whatever he's doing. But internally, I was like going, scrambling my brains, trying to figure out why it was taking me so long to start and everyone else could just start. And like, and I went through this every single time I took a, a, a test or did a project. Again, like always was getting A's, and I never went into it going, oh, I know I'm going to get an A and uh, I'm just going to take my time and I'm not going to rush it and I'm going to sit here and think. It was just, I literally just couldn't start because I just didn't know what to do first. I didn't know how to start it. I was overthinking it and it would lead to the same outcome. Now, I genuinely 
just started telling you guys that with no plan because <laughs> I had no idea I was even going to tell that story. And as I was telling it, um, it's just a really good analogy. So definitely didn't plan that, but it's just a good analogy for like how we get inside of our own heads when we're trying to accomplish a goal. And from an outsider looking in like a coach, right? Like when I see some of my clients and they're sitting there like, oh my God, like that person is getting better results. That person is losing weight faster. That person uh, that you posted about seems to be, you know, further along than me. Uh, my friend is doing this. And, and the whole time I'm looking at them and going, hey, you've nailed your calorie range like three weeks in a row. You've done all your workouts. You're doing your steps. You're checking in with me each week on time. You're responding to my messages. You're going to get great results. It's fine. It's going to happen. You're just, you're just, you know, on a different path and are, you know, are doing things uh, or your body's moving at a different rate than this other person. And that other person who's moving fast, maybe they just had a really different lifestyle before they started and that's why they're getting some initial weight loss faster. Or maybe that other person has, you know, is being too extreme and they're losing weight quick and they have a higher likelihood of getting it back. But their results don't take away from your results. And the more time you spend, you know, focusing on what other people are doing in comparison to you and along with taking you to get to where you want to go, it's just distracting you from the, the, um, it's just distracting you from the process that's happening. That is you just figuring this out and you're on your own path. Just like when I was like in school and I would be sitting there trying to figure out how to start. I spent so much, I wasted so much energy getting freaked out about how other people were getting started quicker. And in my mind, we're probably doing a better job than me. Like in my mind, I was like, well, that person, that person's they're just writing. Like I remember so vividly being like, how are they just writing? Like they just, they just started writing. And some of those kids were getting worse grades than me. And, but in my mind, in the moment, I wasn't putting all that logic together. I wasn't like, well, you know, um, Tracy over there starts her paper as soon as she gets it and always gets a C. So don't worry about that. No, I was just like, oh my God, how is Tracy starting writing her paper that quickly? And I can't think of anything. So don't always compare yourself to others. And sometimes you got to trust the outside, the professional outside eye who's telling you like, hey, listen, like it's fine. So like, you know, uh, back in the day, like my mom would say that, you know, my mom was never, my mom was never hard on me about school. She like, she trusted me and like knew I was, I was fine. But I remember, like, she she said that, you know, she had brought up to the teacher that, like, when I bring, you know, work home or, or I have homework, that I always get very frustrated because I don't know how to start. And the teacher then told her that story about, like, well, I noticed that in school, too. Like, he just sits there. And I always think, like, I, when at first I used to think that he was just, like, staring off into space and, like, you know, wasn't doing his work. And then I realized that he was just thinking. And because my teacher at the time was just paying attention and wasn't rushing to judge... Uh, or rushing to act and, you know, correct, it ended up being, um, you know, she noticed what was going on and, and the outcome was ideal. I was getting good grades, so she didn't she didn't tweak the process. Even though to this day I still hold uh, my pencil very, very, or my pen very, very weird, which is another side note. She, she I remember my teacher telling my mom when I was a kid, yeah, Adam doesn't know how to hold a pen, but he has neat handwriting, so I just let it go. And now as an adult, I 
try to hold a pen normal and my handwriting is sloppy. So thanks, teacher. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's a little quick little intro. And I want to get into today's topic, which are uh, five things, five fitness, weight loss related things that I have changed my mind on over the years. So, you know, I've been uh, working out for a really long time, you know, close to 20 years. I've been a personal trainer for close to 10 years. So I've just been around a lot. Um, I've worked out all different types of gyms. I've tried all different types of workout styles, nutrition styles, nutrition approaches. I've learned a ton. And these are five things that I really have changed my mind on over the years. And some of them you've probably maybe heard me talk about before. And some of them you might be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that you thought that. So let's get into it. The first one I really changed my mind on over the years, and this isn't a recent change, but it's something that was a big change for me, was the whole, like, I got to watch the carbs mentality. So believe it or not, as, as someone now, if you, you know, follow me or listen to my stuff at all, I'm always encouraging people to not be afraid of carbs, to eat more carbohydrates, to that they're not bad for you, that they don't cause fat. But there was a long period of time where I definitely believed all of the carbs make you fat hype. So, you know, when I started working out a long time ago, when I was like 13, 12, 13 years old, the reason why I started working out was because I got chubby and had was very insecure and didn't like my body. So like I started working out not for, oh, I want to be better at sports or I want to, I was just like, I am was very insecure like like I can like chuckle about now but it's like sad especially now that I have a, a, a son of my own to think like I never want him to go through that but like I remember like crying and like under not understanding why I was fat and and you know just I didn't get it and I didn't understand what I did wrong and I I knew other people noticed and I saw pictures of myself and just like hated it and again this is at like 11 years old is when I was initially I started to get chubby like around 9 10 and then, like, 11 was, like, my peak chubbiness as a kid. It was, like, and it was, like, um, not only just chubbiness, but, like, I had, like, a fucking weird haircut. Um, and I wore baggy clothes, and I was chubby. And I just, like, I thought I was ugly, and I just, like, hated the way I looked. Um, so that's why I started working out. And so most of my, for the first, you know, few years of working out, all of my focus was just on not getting fat and not uh and losing like losing weight and not getting fat again and I would I would go up and down with my weight and stuff like that because I, I didn't know as much about nutrition back then but uh, when I first started to lose weight really all I did was I just started exercising and I started cutting out uh junk food that's really the only thing I did differently I didn't know about protein I didn't know about calories I didn't know about any macros I was just like oh I'm gonna stop drinking uh, sugary drinks like soda, um, and I was going to stop eating dessert. And that's literally all I did. So I, I started drinking water uh, instead of juice and soda, and I just didn't eat like junk food, and then I lost weight, right? Sounds super simple. As I got older, I just started to overcomplicate things because I would read more. I would, you know, I used to read like um like we would go to the grocery store and I would like read like the bodybuilding magazines and stuff like that. And I was reading a lot about uh, 
you know, I was reading things about you know bodybuilders and stuff like who were training for a competition, which when bodybuilders are training for a competition, their diet is extremely restrictive. And I was like, well, if this, this guy looks like that and I want to look close to that, I have to live this lifestyle. So I would eat like, you know, very minimal. I would eat like just egg whites uh, for breakfast or I would um, just eat tuna for lunch. Like not like I, I wasn't eating carbs and stuff. And even over the years, as I got more educated on stuff, I always had it in the back of my mind that, oh, if I want to lose weight, I, the first thing I need to cut back on is carbs. And even into like my 20s, um, even as a coach, even like when I first became a trainer, I would I knew it wasn't bad to eat carbs, but I still had it in the back of my mind like, okay, but you know, I got to be I got to be careful with those. I got to like, you know, I got to watch that. And I would do stupid things like order a burger and fries and take the bun off, which is like super dumb because the out of the burger and fries, the bun is like the least calorically dense thing on that entire plate like the fries have way more calories and fat and carbs the burger that you get at a restaurant probably has way more fat than a burger you can cook at home um and i'm <laughs> removing the bread this is so dumb so anyway um now over the years i've just realized not only are carbs not gonna make you gain unwanted weight but they're actually gonna help you stay lean because they're going to help keep you full. They're going to give you more energy. They're going to help you with getting better workouts. And now like I eat a lot of carbs every day. I mean, I'll on, on a normal day, I'm easily eating like, like one to two pounds of just fruit. Um, and that's not even, in, and that's one part of the day. Like that's not including, those are carbs, not even including like the rice I eat, the potatoes I eat. Uh, the oatmeal I eat. So I eat carbs at every single meal. Um, and I eat probably, uh, I don't know the exact grams on it, but like I would say if my protein goal is around, you know, close to 200 grams of protein a day is around what I try probably land, then I'm easily eating like probably 350 grams or more of carbs a day. And maintaining, you know, pretty lean body composition, I feel great. I actually feel way better when I'm eating higher carb. And and then whenever I've in the past reduced carbs too low, what you'll notice, and I'm sure people have noticed too, is that when you first do it, you feel leaner and lighter for like a couple of days, and then you're just like your workouts start to suck. You don't have as much energy. You're not. You're just like you start craving carbs more like now when i'm eating a ton of carbs i don't crave like sweets i don't crave you know carbs or, or anything like that so i've really changed my mind on carbs i think they're really great for you i think everyone should try to eat as many carbs as you can while staying in a healthy calorie range if you think about it like let's say for the average female let's say you're trying to eat 1700 calories a day to to maintain like a lean body composition or lose weight and let's say you're eating around, um, just for easy math, let's say you're eating around uh, 125 grams of protein a day. Uh, 125 grams of protein times four is uh, 500 calories because it's four calories per gram for protein. So that means out of a 1,700 calorie day, only 500 of those calories are from protein. 
so you have 1200 calories left over to play with i would try to fit as many carbs as possible into those calories so for that specific person carbs are also four calories per gram if they're eating 200 grams of carbs that's 800 calories they would still have um 400 calories left over to spend on fat which you know is probably kind of low so they may need a little less carbs but anyway you get my point i would try to squeeze as many carbs as you can into that calorie window um fat is nine calories per gram so it's a little more calorie dense so that's why your fat number will usually be low way lower than your carbon right just because it's double the amount of calories you don't need as much fat um to feel good so what i would say is for most people moderate to high protein moderate to high carb and then you know just as much fat as you as much fat as you kind of need to like you know be healthy but you don't need a ton of fat so i wouldn't be eating 80 90 grams of fat a day especially if you're trying to lose weight just because it's not as filling anyway that's a long spiel on carbs but i really changed my mind on carbs we can go into that on a whole other podcast the second thing i've changed my mind on and this is like honestly kind of a more recent thing is cardio so back when i was um younger and i first got into lifting i like almost never did cardio i would maybe occasionally like go on an elliptical machine but i was also young i was a kid so i was also playing a lot right i was playing sports with friends i was playing football and especially like once i was when I was like 11, 12, and I, and I, I figured out that I, I lost weight. I was able to just kind of like be a kid again and play sports and, you know, with friends and, and run around with my brothers, whatever. So I was, I was very active. So I didn't really have the need, nor did I have the want to do any additional cardio. Um, so, and then when I was like 15, 16, I think the gym I was going to was, um, I don't know how I can't remember exactly how far it was, but it wasn't super far. Anyway, like I would ride my bike to the gym uh, during the nice months of the year. So like I would ride my bike to the gym. I would, you know, work out, lift weights, and then I would ride my bike home. So I was getting a little bit of cardio that way, but it wasn't like intentional. I'm doing this to get cardio. It was just I just rode my bike to the gym because I didn't have anyone to drive me. So anyway, uh, once I got into my uh, late teens, early 20s, my main focus was like I wanted to put on muscle. I wanted to build muscle. And then I would see everywhere that like, oh, cardio is going to like, you know, prevent you from building muscle. So I would avoid cardio. I wouldn't do it. And also like I just didn't enjoy it. Um, when I was a chubby 10, 11-year-old, like the worst day of the year was when we had to like run in gym class. We'd have to do like the 400-yard dash Um which, you know, now thinking about it, 400 yards is like, uh, what is that? Maybe like around a quarter mile or so. So like, it's not that far, <laughs> but uh, um, I would get like, like it would be like the worst day of the year. Or if, we, or if we had to do the mile run, like that was like death for me. I would have anxiety about it like all day leading up to it. But anyway, um. I didn't enjoy doing cardio, so I would find every reason to justify not doing it. And at the time, it was like, oh, well, I want to put on muscle. But because I had a bad relationship with food and with my body when I was trying to put on muscle, as soon as I s felt like I was getting chubby or I felt like my pants were getting tighter or I, I felt like I was putting on unwanted weight, 
which probably was true because I didn't know a lot about nutrition. Then I would get go into like, oh, I got to lose. I got to lean. I got to get lean again. And then I would like cut carbs and, and then I would do, you know, more and then I would do some more cardio and then I would see that like I would get smaller but then I would feel like I lost my muscle so then I would try to put on muscle again and then I would gain weight back and it was just like a yo-yo diet cycle and now what that did was over the years it just developed this bad relationship with it where I was like oh well if I do too much cardio I'm gonna feel and look like shit then fast forward all the way into late like mid to late 20s I was really like when I was like around 24 26 27 my main focus was just like I just wanted to be strong and I wanted to I wanted to look good but I just my main thing is I just wanted to lift heavy I wanted to be big and strong so I did like almost no cardio um, and I honestly felt like I was in really good shape and I didn't feel like my conditioning was that bad because like if I worked out with friends and we did do something like relatively cardio related I was pretty much okay but I, I mean I wasn't awesome at it but I, I wasn't like dying or throwing up or anything so like I, I felt like that was one of the times where I felt like I was in really good overall shape. I had very good level of confidence, and like I just felt like that was you know at the time I was like I felt really good. And then one day, uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, was like, "Let's go for a run," and I ran three miles with her and felt like I was gonna die, and I w- and I felt like an asshole. I'm like, oh, I'm a trainer. And I can't run three miles. I was like so embarrassed. And so then um, when I started my own business, I had it in my head that like I had to be good at cardio. So then I, you know, like most people, I typically, I overdid it. I did too much cardio. I was doing like most of my workouts were like cardio metabolically based. I was doing like circuits. I was doing, uh, you know, running in between things, taking short breaks. All the stuff I tell people now that like is there's no reason to do it it's kind of dumb I was overdoing it and I was also high stress and not eating enough so I lost like all of the muscle and strength that I had worked years for like I just didn't feel strong I didn't feel muscular I was almost just as embarrassed as when I was chubby like because I didn't feel like I wasn't shredded I looked like skinny fat I just didn't like my body I was like just honestly just like embarrassed I just didn't like I didn't like want to run into people that I hadn't seen in a while because I knew they were going to say like how I had lost a bunch of muscle and it was just it was just embarrassing and it created this bad relationship with cardio. So I was like, oh, then I was into my whole kick again. Like, oh, cardio is dumb. You don't need to do cardio. You just need to lift weights. Now, again, cycling through that where I'm out of my current fitness journey, there's just too much positive like proof and research to show the benefits of doing cardio but you have to do it properly it's really great for your heart health it's really great for your lungs it's really great for blood flow doing cardio in a responsible way helps get blood flow to the muscles which helps you build more muscle which actually helps you recover from your workouts it helps you push harder during your strength workouts and over this this year i've really made it a point to prioritize it now does it take priority over strength training? No, that's always like the number one um, focus, especially if you're a busy adult who has limited time. You know, you can't just spend three hours in the gym. So for me, what works for me now is doing three to four strength workouts and then one to two cardio you know, sessions. Now, my cardio sessions are not like 
anything crazy. I'm not like running eight miles or anything like that. But for me, like right now, what's been working for me, it's allowed me to stay consistent is two days a week. I do 30 minutes of some sort of conditioning work. Now that could be going for a jog. It could be toggling between like a couple minutes on the assault bike and a couple minutes of jump rope sometimes i'll throw it into like a a light circuit but the key is i'm moving at a pace that gets my heart rate up and breaks a sweat but i'm not dying i don't i'm not putting myself into the floor and it's honestly just made me feel really good i feel lighter on my feet i feel like i'm able to stay leaner and it doesn't take away from my strength workouts as long as i am eating enough for my nutrition so i've really changed my mind on cardio i feel like cardio is uh you know definitely something you should be focusing on and prioritizing you just have to do it appropriately i wouldn't recommend doing it as like you know overdoing it this should be something that's done appropriately i'd say for most people if you could do two times a week um 30 to 40 minutes of something steady state or where your heart is at a steady pace the entire time and you're breaking a sweat but um you're not like killing yourself i think you're good second thing to that or another thing that is don't just go take a hit class and do 12 different lifting exercises and a shit ton of burpees that's not cardio that's just dumb you know something where you break a sweat you're moving and you're and you're and you're you know maybe you're throwing stuff into a circuit but it shouldn't be destroying you next thing i've changed my mind on over the years and this is a big one too is cheat meals not i think the term cheat meal should be you know done away with I don't think we should use the term cheat meal for most people unless you have a really healthy relationship with food and you're doing and it's fun for you to do that. But like for most people who are doing this, they don't have a good relationship with food. I would avoid the term cheat meal. I used to be someone who would be like super strict all week and then I'll have this this big ass cheat meal on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Um, Sometimes it would be like a cheat day and I would just be intentionally eating food that was highly palatable, high calorie, trying to just see like how much I can eat in a day or in one meal because it was like, oh, this is my only opportunity. A great way to develop a bad relationship with food. Whenever I hear someone use the term cheat meal, I kind of like wince a little bit like, ah, like, ah, you too. And I try to like almost want to like save them from them. Like you don't need to have cheat meals. Your nutrition should be flexible enough to where you're able to fit in foods that you enjoy. You're able to have a burger. You're able to have some pizza if you want. Now, the key here is that you just have to pay attention to overall calorie balance. So if you are putting it in your head, this is my cheat meal, you will more than likely intentionally eat more food just because you've now labeled it a cheat meal whereas if you know oh this is this is part of my diet is that i know once in a while if i if i want to go out to eat i can go out to eat you will go into it with a more mindful approach i promise you as soon as you slap the word cheat meal on it you will eat more food than you normally like would have if you had just said all right, well, we're going out to eat tonight. I'm just going to you know, go out and, and order something that I want. It's ridiculously, ridiculously like simple. You just don't label it a cheat meal, okay? 
You should learn about how to how to structure your calories. You should learn about overall protein intake. You should learn about overall consistency so that once in a while, one to two times a week, if you choose to order some pizza or go out for a burger or go out for some ice cream, you do not say the word cheat meal, <laughs> right? Just be like, I'm going to, oh yeah, we're going to get some ice cream today. It should just be, a, that's it. It doesn't need a whole label. It doesn't need a whole event. It's just something that you're doing. I promise you it'll make a huge difference. Uh, the next thing I change my mind on is the if it fits your macros. This is something that you maybe have heard of, but basically like when people are tracking macros, they go into it with this idea that as long as it fits my macros or as long as it fits my calories, I can eat whatever I want. Now, in theory, that is true. As long as you are in a calorie deficit and you're eating uh, enough protein, you can eat whatever foods you want. The issue is that people take this too far and they start trying to finagle and fit in and squeeze in every single craving, you know, quote unquote, cheat food that they want into their calories. And it takes away from their what they should be doing, which is eating more balanced meals, eating more, you know, whole food carbs, whole food lean proteins, more produce. And they're just trying to squeeze everything in. They're like, oh, well, like I went to Starbucks this morning, but I was still within my calories. I went to like Chipotle today, but it was still within my calories. And yes, once in a while, that stuff is fine. But if your entire approach to tracking food is how can I fit in this pizza? How can I fit this in? How can I fit this in? How can I fit this in? You're taking the wrong approach. You have to build some baseline habits, and we have to be adults about this. As an adult, there are sometimes things you have to do that are responsible that may not be super exciting, and that makes up most of the time, right? So our jobs, you know, are a necessary part of our life. Not everything we do for work is super exciting. Most of it is just responsible because we have to provide for our family or we have uh, you know, commitments that we've made. So like for even for me, for example, I run my own business and, I, and I, I get to do a job that I enjoy, right? But it's not fun every day. I don't want to do a lot of the stuff every day. I don't necessarily always want to write an email to like my email list. I don't want to always get up at four o'clock in the morning to, to train clients. I don't want to, you know, always make content or, or even like, you know, even like sometimes updating client programs, right? I just not, might not be feeling like it in the moment. It might just be like kind of boring for me because I, I know what a workout program is supposed to look like. It's not super exciting to de- design a program all the time, but I have to do it. I have to get it done because I have a commitment to people who are paying me to help them, right? It doesn't mean that I don't like it. It's just I have to do it. It's the same thing with your food. There's certain things that you just have to do. You have to eat more lean proteins, whole food lean proteins. You probably have to eat more whole food carbs and produce in your diet. Do you have to do this 100% of the time? No. If you don't eat that, are you poisoning yourself? No. It's just we have to take a little bit of responsibility and go, okay, if I am trying to squeeze in every piece of candy, every slice of pizza, every glass of wine, every craving into my macros or into my calories for the day, I'm probably going to have a harder time doing this and it's going to feel way more stressful. If I eat three balanced meals with a lean protein, a produce, and a carb, right, and, and one or two snacks, I'm going to have a way easier time hitting my, my calories. And guess what? I probably don't even need to track it after a while because it'll be so consistent. But 
if you are going to f- try to fit weird combinations and highly palatable f- processed foods and all these kind of like weird recipes into your calories every single day, then you're going to have to track for the rest of your life and no one wants to do that. The way to detox yourself from having to track all the time is to get more lean, whole food sources, more balance and structure to your meals, and then you don't have to track all the time. And the last thing, just to kind of piggyback off that, that I changed my mind on is I don't think people need to track macros. I used to track macros. I used to I used to help clients track macros. I don't think the average person needs to track their macros. I think most people need a calorie range and a protein range to get started. I think from there, you, you need to develop habits like we just talked about, meals, like a template for your day, meaning and that even the word template sounds too fancy. Just a, a adult, responsible kind of idea what your day is going to look like, right? Have a calorie range, have a protein range. So your calorie range would probably be like a 200-calorie swing, meaning you know it could be between, you know for a female, it might be 1,700 to 1,900 calories. And your protein might be like a 10-gram swing. So it's like between 125 or 135 grams of protein. You work with that for a while. Find how many meals a day do you like to eat? What foods do you like to eat at those meals? Some people like to eat three meals a day and two snacks. Some people just like to do three meals a day. Some people like to do two meals a day. Some people like to do six meals a day. It doesn't matter. Find what works for you in those ranges, right? And then you don't need to track macros. And then after a while, you probably don't even need to track calories and protein. You just stay within your template most of the time. And then once in a while, if you want a burger or you want a donut, you go ahead and do it. So those are five things that I've really changed my mind on over the years. I hope they've helped you in some way. I hope hope you learned something from this. And if you did, feel free to share it out, leave a five-star review, and make sure you subscribe so you get every new episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you also join my email list because on my email list, I send out one to three emails every week, right? And they're not spam emails. They're actual emails with legitimate information, mindset reframes that you can apply. And every Monday, I've been sending out a free workout, a free nutrition tip, and a free mindset hack every single Monday. So at the very least, if you only read my Monday emails, you will get a lot of value for signing up for a free email list. And just to make it even more exciting, in the link in the in the podcast, I'm going to give you a free meal template to help you get started on some of the stuff we just talked about today. So if you sign up for the free meal template, you'll get a free meal template and you'll also be automatically added to my email list so that you can get those Monday emails. Hope this is helpful. I'll talk to you soon.